My brothers and sisters in the Lord, today is New Year's Eve. For some people, a day to blow things up and get plastered. But it's also a day in which many people begin to think about, if not already, their New Year's resolution or resolutions. I remember last year, I called my parents on New Year's Day to wish them a happy New Year. And so I spoke to my father first and I asked him what his New Year's resolution was. And he said to me, well, my resolution this year is to not aggravate your mother, <laughs> to do everything that I can to make her happy. And I thought that was a good resolution. And so my mom got on the phone and I wished her a happy New Year's and I asked her what her New Year's resolution was. And she said, oh, it's simple, to ensure your father follows his resolution. <laughs> my brothers and sisters, as we gather on this wonderful feast day, I want to suggest that we do put together a New Year's resolution and I'm going to suggest that it has to do with the family, as today we celebrate the feast day or the solemnity of the Holy Family. Now, before we actually speak about the specifics of the resolution, certainly we can say, my brothers and sisters, that all of us in some way come from a dysfunctional family. Amen? Amen. All of us have our dysfunction, something that's not right. But all of us grew up within a family, within the context of what we call the domestic church. I was recalling this week growing up in a family. Now, I grew up in a Sicilian family, which had its own unique tendencies to it. And I was thinking about some of the things that were unique to my growing up, and some of the things that were important. And when I grew up in my family as a child, one thing that was very important was Sunday. Sunday was important because Sunday was a day of faith and a day of family, and we were Sicilian, a day of food. Faith, family, and food. And it was important because every Sunday we gathered around the kitchen table by my grandmother's for the Sunday dinner. And heaven help you if you miss because it was part of the tradition of the family. I remember going to college, and we were speaking about something, and I told them I was going home to have some red gravy. And everyone looked at me like I was crazy. Red gravy, what in the world is red gravy? I mean, they say spaghetti sauce and tomato sauce, but here in New Orleans, and in my family, it was red gravy. And it was served with everything that you had part of family life. Another thing I remember is the language. And I say that because, especially for my grandparents and my great-grandparents and my great-aunts, they always like to throw in a little Italian words. But I don't think they knew what in the heck they were talking about. They just like to use these words and throw them around. And with the words came the volume. My family had only two levels of volume, loud and louder. That's why I preach this way. And the second thing that I remember is not only the words and the volume, but also we speak with our hands, the hand gestures, part of developing in the family. Other things that took place, at least in my family, were the traditions. And I always remember that everything had a tradition. And everything had a story that went with the tradition. And before you could do the tradition, you had to listen to the 10-minute story each and every time. 
It was part of family life. And one of the last things, I remember many things, but one of the last things I will share with you were the fights. Boy, we knew how to fight. My family could argue with the best of them. I always say that my family could never be on the family feud. Because if you remember the family feud, and all the members of the family, they're all lined up, and they ask a question. And someone really gives an ignorant answer. And the family's like, good answer, good answer, go, good answer. That's not my family. My family would say, what are you talking about? Why'd you give such an ignorant answer? But you know what? Even though they fought, it all ended back around the table. And family life went on. Because you see, my friends, what I remember most about my childhood is even with all our uniqueness or idiosyncrasies, however you want to define them, family life always revolved around love. It always revolved around charity. And the reason why it always revolved around love, because it was centered in our faith. Today, we celebrate the feast day of the Holy Family. And that's very important, my friends, because Jesus did not come to us as an alien on a spaceship. Jesus did not come to us as a little hermit guru that they found in a cave. Jesus came to us as a babe in a manger in a family. In order to raise family life to the dignity that the church holds it today, and to remind us of the beauty and the graciousness and the importance of that which we call the domestic church, the family. And so on this New Year's Eve, my friends, I would invite us to look at how we view family life. And whether or not we give the family the importance it deserves, because when so many people tell me about how our culture and our world is going to hell in a handbasket and all the problems that we have, there are many factors that involved. But the primary factor, at least in my estimation, is the breakdown of the family. Because it's in the family that you learn a moral code. It's in the family that formation begins. The family the parents are the first and primary educators of their children in the ways of faith and morals, not the school. I always love when people come to our school and they want a wonderful Catholic education, but they have this notion that when they drop their children off at 7.30, we're supposed to do everything. And they just pick them up and do nothing. That's not family. That's not how the church sees the family. As the church, we are here to aid the family to grow in holiness. We are here to walk with the family. We're never here to replace the family. And so our resolutions should look at this nature of family life and how we reverence it and how faith grows within the family. Maybe one of those resolutions may look like whether or not we spend any time around the kitchen table. Do we, my friends? 
Because we live in a world in which we're so busy and we have so many things to do and everybody in the family is running in a different direction that we don't spend time together. I told you when I was growing up, you did not miss the Sunday dinner. It didn't matter what you had. It didn't matter what was on TV. It didn't matter what the sporting events were. It did not matter. That's how it was. Do we give importance to gathering around the table? I read an interesting study done by CASA, a research institute. And the study said that a family that eats together less than three times a week, the children are twice more likely to be involved in drugs, alcohol, and other forms of abuse. The nature of the family and the family meal and the formation that goes with it. Do we give importance to the family meal? One of our other resolutions may be, my friends, the importance that we give to the Sabbath day, to Sunday, as a day of faith and as a day of family and as a day of family life. And do we do things as a family? Yes, my brothers and sisters, you're going to irritate each other. I remember that. But it's part of living in a family. It's part of being able to work together. It's part of being able to learn to solve problems. It's part of being able to deal with people of different personalities. So that when we grow up and we become adults, we're able to deal with life. And you don't know, my friends, how many people that come and visit me in my office, especially a younger generation in their 20s or 30s, and they've never learned these basic skills. And so when it comes to relationships, they just want to give up. I don't want to sacrifice. I don't want to, it's not worth it. I want to do my thing. But what the feast day of the Holy Family shows us, my brothers and sisters, is that we're all interconnected whether it be our blood family in the domestic church or whether it be the church family, that we gather here every Sunday in the name of the Lord to support each other, to pray to, for and with each other as we worship our God. You may remember these words. They were spoken by Mother Teresa, now St. Teresa of Calcutta, when she first came to the U.S., her first visit. She said, I suppose that some of you are feeling that you would have to buy a plane ticket and travel to India if you were to give effective help to the poor. There is no need. The poor are right here in your own country. In the third world, there is often a famine of the stomach due to a lack of food. But the people are rich in love. They share what little they have with one another. In developed nations like yours, there is an abundance of food. But there is often a famine of the heart due to a lack of love. The victims of this famine of love are the new poor. And who are these poor people? They're the people sitting next to you. Why is there a famine of love in our country, my friends? Because we're brought up in a society where we're so self-absorbed with our own work and our money and our material things and our false gods that we don't give time for our faith and for our family. And so on this feast day of the Holy Family, let us make a few New Year's resolutions. 
And may some of them be focused on family life.